Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Colts are doing things differently this offseason, and it's important to know why. We're going to talk about why things are different with the Indianapolis Colts and the way they're constructing their roster. Chris Ballard has taken a different tack this offseason. We'll talk about it. We'll also talk about Trace Jackson Davis, who said something really interesting yesterday in his media availability, explaining the reason that he pulled his name out of the NBA draft and what his focus is going to be this coming year and what a problem has been within the IU team in the past. And I was surprised at his honesty, but I absolutely applaud it. Good for him for calling it out. We're going to talk about the Colts versus the Titans. The Titans have done some things this offseason that bear note. And Kyler Murray. When did $5 million turn into an insult? Kyler Murray making a decision and may make future decisions that are kind of like, yeah, $5 million. Who needs $5 million? This is Breakfast with Ken for Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give them a call. You got a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution. They are really, really good at their jobs. You never want to have to call a plumber, but when you do, you want to call one you trust. I absolutely trust the people at Johnson's Plumbing. Call them 765 610 809 the number smash the subscribe button hit the like button ring the bell let's go let's talk about sports and if you have a question you know what if you make a donation i see the question it pops up in a uh, a kind of a an obvious graphic makes it easy for me to see make a donation i answer your question in real time all right let's talk about sports there's been a change in behavior over on west 56th street And here's something I learned from the great Tom Severino, who ran MS Indianapolis for a good long time. And that is, the pain of change must be outweighed by the pain of the status quo in order for change to occur. There has got to be, for people to roll the dice, there has got to be some pain involved. There was pain in Jacksonville. There was pain after the game in Jacksonville when Jim Irsay brought Chris Ballard and Frank Reich into his office and teed them up, absolutely laced them for three hours. Busted balls, said, look, this is not going to stand. There has got to be some urgency, and all of a sudden there was. And Chris Ballard, and and that's the reason we're talking about it, True Heart FNYT, is, is that Nick Foles is that insurance policy that the Colts 
have not really engaged in acquiring. They did go out and get Jacoby Brissett, but Jacoby Brissett was acquired to play immediately, not carry a clipboard just in case. He was not an insurance policy. He was a guy that they needed in real time to be able to take the ball, take snaps away from Scott Tolzien for obvious and good reasons as we're kind of on, on display, not to kick dirt on Scott Tolzien's career's grave, but, you know, we saw in the opener against the Rams why he couldn't be the starter, and so Jacoby Brissett was. Nick Foles being acquired, Philip Lindsay being acquired, quality backups at positions where the Colts hadn't done that in the past. That is the result of the pain from Jacksonville and the result of the pain from Jacksonville. And I really think that if Jeremy Irsay hadn't brought Chris Ballard and Frank Reich together after the Jacksonville game, we'd still have Carson Wentz as a quarterback of this team. That was not going to stand. That you, you have got to set a standard for behavior and a standard for play that is respected, and there's got to be an urgency associated with that. There has got to be a let's win now. We are in the business of winning. We are not in the business of being nice guys, roaming around the locker room, patting guys on the ass and chatting them up and, you know, having a great time playing in the NFL, not making the playoffs. That is not what Jim Ursay wants his team to be. He's the owner, so that's not what this team is going to be. Chris Ballard has taken a different strategy and it's an important strategy. You go out and get a guy like Nick Foles. You go out and get a guy like Philip Lindsay. You go out and make a deal for somebody like Yannick Ngakwe because you pick up Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator. I really believe that Matt Eberflus would have been fired had he not gotten the head coaching job in Chicago because that defense did not stop. It's not that they couldn't stop people on third and eight. It's that they didn't, and it was almost a schematic choice to allow teams to get first down so maybe they could go get more turnovers. It, it was like Matt Eberflus felt like turnovers were so valuable that it was worth the pain of allowing teams to move the ball down the field in order to create more opportunities to go get turnovers instead of cause punts. That doesn't make any sense. And that had to change, and it has changed. Can we talk about Peter King's power ranking? The Colts are 21st. What a joke. Hey, I'll tell you this about Peter King and the Colts' uh, power ranking at 21st. I think they're a better team than that. But they've got to show on the field that they're a better team than that. Last year, they were 9-8. and eight. That's what they were. And they went out and got a quarterback that we're assuming as Colts fans, is going to be an upgrade immediately from Carson Wentz, right? In Atlanta, last year, he was not. The wide receiver core for the Colts, not great, right? You look at the wide receivers for the Colts, and you're talking about Michael Pittman, who is not bad, 80-plus catches, almost 1,100 yards, right? Not bad. Uh, then you've got Alec Pierce, who is a, a second-round pick, 53rd overall out of Cincinnati, who the slam on him, and I don't think it's a just slam, is that he's a vertical threat only, doesn't have a deep route tree. I, I think that he's going to prove people who say that wrong. 
you've got Paris Campbell, who has averaged five games played over his first three seasons in the NFL. Then you got a bunch of guys, and you're really hoping that Jelani Woods turns into a weapon at the tight end uh, position and that Naheem Hines becomes a more dominant guy or a guy who's used more often. You know, he is the Swiss Army knife of this offense, and you've got to use him, right? Instead of all the specific tools, use Naheem Hines. Because behind those three wide receivers, Hines, Taylor, obviously, and the tight ends, you got a bunch of wide receivers who you got to question whether they can play. And whether Campbell can play at all. I mean, you got Doolin and Stran and Patman and Kute. These guys, these guys on another NFL team, they wouldn't have jobs other than Doolin, who is a really, really good special teams player. So this is a team at the wide receiver position, which is among the more important positions on an NFL team, entirely bereft of talent other than at the top, at proven talent with Michael Pittman Jr. Alec Pierce might wind up being terrific. Maybe Paris Campbell stays healthy, but that, I think that's a lot to hope for. And you've got to have wide receivers. You look at the Titans, all right, who have won the AFC South the last couple of years. You look at the Titans, who finished three games better than the Colts last year and haven't undergone a whole lot of change. Yes, A.J. Brown is gone. Julio Brown is gone. That is absolutely true. What did they pick up? They pre- picked up Traylon Burks with the 18th overall pick in the draft out of Arkansas. They picked up Burks. The Colts picked up Pierce. Pierce was taken 53rd, 18th, 53rd. Maybe Pierce winds up being better, but you don't know that he's going to wind up being better. They picked up Kyle Phillips. That's important. Kyle Phillips, a fifth rounder, a really good possession receiver, a guy that I had hoped that the Colts would take. They didn't. Let's hope they don't regret it because now he's a member of the Titans. They uh, they picked up Robert Woods via uh, trade with the Rams. They sent a six-round pick, got Robert Woods. Woods coming off an ACL tear, but projects to be healthy by the time they get to training camp, if not before. They picked up Austin Hooper, who is really, really good with Matt Ryan in Atlanta. Wasn't so good in Cleveland. They pick him up, and they return Nick Westbrook, uh, former Indiana Hoosier, Indiana Hoosier alum. So this is... This is a team from a wide receiver perspective that did a lot of work. But Chris Ballard is operating differently. He's operating with urgency. That's not something he was willing to do his first five years with the Colts. Heading into his sixth, he's gotten urgent. Funny how that happens for uh, for GMs. A little bit of heat. They change the way heat is a great agitator, whether it's in cooking or whether it's in management. When the heat comes, change is caused, right? Bubbles come to the surface. Bubbles are coming to the surface with the Colts. They have got to get better. And if Matt Ryan goes down and you put out, you put a guy out there that you really don't have any uh, confidence, any knowledgeable confidence in, you're being exceptionally irresponsible with that roster. And, and that is not something Chris Ballard was willing to do. Frank Reich, I'm sure, stumped for uh, uh, for Nick Foles. So you wind up with Nick Foles as a backup. He's big. He's more like last year, Sam Ellinger could do a lot of the same things that Carson Wentz could do. He wasn't as big, but he was as mobile. 
Matt Ryan, not a real mobile guy, right? Big guy. Nick Foles, big, not mobile. You, you need a backup that kind of fills the jersey, and Nick Foles is a guy who is a quality backup for Matt Ryan. Um, Trace Jackson Davis spent some time with the media yesterday, returning to Indiana for a fourth year where he's going to set some standards for four-year players at Indiana. And he's going to get to 2,000 points. He's going to get to 1,000 rebounds. A great career at Indiana. But here's one thing that he said that really stood out to me and, and, and spoke to, I think, his leadership and his honesty. And this is, you talk about putting heat on some guys on this team publicly in a way that players don't often do with peers he said, we're mature enough to know what's right and wrong. And that's a big thing for us. I think it's a big thing. And a lot of teams I've been with, the drugs affecting our team. So we're not having that this year. <clears throat> I think that speaks to what happened in Chicago as uh, the Hoosiers visited Northwestern, suspended five guys uh, for that Northwestern game that Indiana ultimately lost and could have cost Indiana a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. Trace Jackson Davis is not having that this year. You have to have players in the locker room assert leadership. It is not for the coach to do. The coach can talk, but the players can act. And if you've got a leader who's saying, we are not having this, you got a chance to do some things. And Trace Jackson Davis coming out and saying what he said, and if, if he backs it up with action, that's going to be really important for Indiana. You've got to have the right priority. I've seen the wrong priority on college teams. I've seen it. I've seen players for a Division I college team walk into a dorm carrying, during the season, I think on the day before a game, carrying two cases of Natty Light. You don't need that kind of activity on your basketball team, at least not during the season. Like off-season, maybe do what you want a little bit other than driving your Dodge Charger 90 miles an hour on North Walnut. But, uh, you know what, during the season, none of that crap can go on. Trace put his foot down yesterday publicly, and I think he's going to continue to do that privately with players as they move forward, he's got more run, one more run at this thing. There is urgency with a fourth year for a, a college athlete. Um, Gainbridge Fieldhouse is closed until October. We found this out on Fieldhouse Files uh, yesterday, Scott Agnes's site. The final stage of renovation is coming, so the Fever are going to move their operations over to Indiana Farmers uh, Coliseum at the State Fairgrounds. The plaza should be finished by next spring. The cost total is $360 million, $295 million funded by the city. Uh, it cost the entire field house, cost only $183 million to build. The lease is extended for 25 years. So here's the thing, and here's why this is important. People keep saying that maybe the Pacers are going to move, that Herb Simon would move the Pacers. They cannot. This is a locked-up lease for the next quarter century that is uh, was mandated by the agreement to renovate the field house at a cost of $360 million, the Pacers contributing just over $60 million to that cost. The city putting $300 mil into that building is going to keep the Pacers here for a good long time. Uh, I don't understand Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray not showing up for OTAs, I don't think it's a big deal. 
But if he sits out camp trying to negotiate a new contract with the Arizona Cardinals because he's only being paid $5 million to play football, $5 million, that's more than a lot of guys made in their entire career. I don't think Joe Montana made $5 million in his career playing football. I, may, I don't think. Did he? If he did, it was close. Kyler Murray, $5 million. I haven't made $5 million in my life. Maybe that says more about me than it does about Kyler Murray. But I think you've got to, you know, as you play in front of people who spend their hard-earned money on tickets, I don't think you can just, like, dismiss $5 million as though it's something bad that has happened to you. I mean, that's a ridiculous message to send. And, and who's ever heard of anybody getting hurt at OTAs anyway? How would he get hurt? Like, if he wants to prevent injury, that's absurd. I, I don't get it. And, and if he sits out mandatory camp, I, I really don't get it. I, the, the priorities for people these days just so bizarre, I can't even fathom the, the, the mindset, the philosophy that drives these, these decisions. Um, let's celebrate some birthdays. Let's talk about something happy, all right? Uh, Ryan McBee celebrating a birthday. Uh, happy birthday to Ryan, the great Karen Ackeson, speaking of Pacer Sports and Entertainment. J.J. Dooling, happy birthday the great Jerry Krasnick. Happy birthday. Charlotte Bats, that's not his name, but he wants Major League Baseball in Charlotte. Uh, Sandra Soria, happy birthday. And Josh Giacus. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, inside Indiana Sports Now, what the hell do you think we're talking about? We're talking about sports. What a beautiful day. Have a great one. Enjoy it. Get out on the golf course. Let's go.